This is Jim Kent with another Club Insights podcast, and today we're talking all about HR. Delighted to be joined in the studio by Cherry Kent, who was a senior HR coordinator at KPNG before becoming the HR manager at Clifford Chance, and now is an independent HR consultant. Cherry, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jim. Now, Cherry, let's get straight into this. Tell us, how have you found navigating life during the pandemic? Well, um, actually, it's been quite positive overall, surprisingly. Obviously, I was very worried about family members back in the UK, like a lot of us concerned for our elderly relatives. But in terms of work, it's not been too big a shift for me. Um, As an independent, I already work from home. So there has been no significant changes in that respect. In fact, um, my workshops that I do at Saarland University, um, for example, they all moved online. Uh, so there was less long distance driving to Saarland early in the morning. So that was that was good. So that's a bonus. That's a bonus. In fact, I good. could just, you know, I was trying to get to Saarland for nine o'clock in the morning with the traffic. So I think like many, I appreciate less commuting in general. Um, the biggest challenge, I would say, was when the schools were closed, um, as then that made juggling work life and homeschooling a little bit tricky. But um, yeah, I would say overall, I've enjoyed the slower pace of life um, that's come with the pandemic and taking time to reflect. So just generally appreciating the smaller things of life. So more time to do the things that you enjoy. In yeah, fact. exactly. Yeah, it's not been all bad, has it, this pandemic? Indeed. Now, HR consulting is the type of service that could be susceptible to economic slowdowns Mm -hmm. like we have experienced. Was that true in your experience? Um, I found that there was an increase in demand for services, actually. Um, Perhaps as people also took time to reflect on what they wanted from life, I think they're sort of uh, existential questions, um, that there was a natural assessment of what they wanted from life and therefore naturally um, work life. You know, work is part of life. Um, So it's almost as if you're sort of suddenly sat at home Uh, working with a laptop on your own and you sort of quickly realise that you can do that anywhere and for anyone. And so the attractiveness of the office as a hub was lost and people started to look for new opportunities. So in fact, you've become a digital nomad in a way. (laughs) Sort of a digital nomad. Um, And I think that, you know, um, people noticed that they were away from the gaze of their employers so they could have a cheeky look at the job boards and spend some time also updating their CV. Um, uh, so for me, I was contacted for this service more particularly. You know, they talk about the great um, job shift that's coming up that now after the pandemic, people will be looking for, for new jobs. So that's been good. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, the training and workshops that I w- have been doing, they've all gone online. So um, none of this hassle of a arranging physical rooms and that sort of thing. It's It's been great. Students logging in from all over the world, literally. Um, and we've had quite fun interactive sessions. I thought that maybe they wouldn't work as well on Teams. Um, but what about Zoom fatigue? Do you think, have we hit the point of getting bored of online? Probably now, yes. I would like to return to the classroom, if I'm honest. Um, but it was better than I expected during the pandemic. So that was, that was very positive. Excellent. Now... We are now at a point where we're coming out of the crisis. Uh, In fact, just at the weekend, we got uh, slightly more relaxed rules here in Luxembourg. But from your perspective, what type of HR challenges are your clients facing? Well, 
Sadly, the biggest one I have started to notice is people being affected by restructuring. Um, so I think as with the employees, uh, so too have employers had the chance to rethink about the future. Um, and they're realizing that changes need to be made to the business. So there's always been outsourcing to India, Poland, rightshoring, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's happening a lot lately. Um, and then also the social plans. Um, started to hear more about social plans in Luxembourg. And that's affected people uh, more and more. I think we'll see more of more of that in the future, in the coming year. So it sounds as though you are providing advice and services both to individuals mm -hmm. who might be job hunting, for example, but also to companies who are thinking about reorganising. Is that true? No. Ah, oh, thank you for correcting me. Oh, so which side of the tree are you working with mainly? I'm working with the um, individuals. So um, I'm working on the one hand with individual clients who are um, new to the job market. Perhaps um, they are new to Luxembourg and they're looking for a job, so often expats. People who've been out, out of work for a little while, perhaps mums who are returning after a maternity break. Um, and also other people who, as I've said, sadly have found themselves um, in a social plan or restructuring and have been in a job for maybe 10 to 15 years and are looking to update their CV because uh, things are... Uh, things are moving on. So are you an HR consultant or a career coach? Well, that's a good question. I've decided I quite like the term employability coach or a HR consultant specifically in the area of employability. Um, and the employability part, I mean, because employability is quite large, um, employability to do with entering the job market. Um, so you could call it recruitment, but it's before getting to the recruitment stage. That, I mean, I find that interesting because... There are some recruitment consultants mm. who kind of just do that as part of their, I mean, they're motivated to earn fees of getting mm -hmm. the person placed. So are you uh, hoping that uh, that people speak to you before they even go to the recruitment consultant? Yes, exactly. I think I am um, employability consultant means that before you send your CV to a recruitment agency to make sure that it's noticed by recruiters and they can be in-house recruiters or they can be um, um, agency recruiters. But you want to have your CV looking as Bouy um, Paul comes to mind in French, but um, modern and professional looking as you possibly can to make sure it gets noticed. Then at the same time, you might need a little bit of practice with interview skills. We can do practice interview skills together and then updating LinkedIn, making sure that LinkedIn is optimized. Okay. Now, let's talk about homeworking for a second. Um, now, as you might just have heard, it's been the rules have been prolonged, enabling French and Belgians to work across the border for longer, definitely until the end of September. Do you expect office life, however, to get back to normal or do you think is homeworking the new norm? Um, no, I don't expect that homeworking is the new norm, actually. I honestly expect life to get back to a kind of normal. I think the listeners can't hear my little quotation fingers, but um, by that I mean a four-day working week. It's not going to be back to five days working. But these work-from-home measures that you're talking about with France and Belgium and, and other places, I think they're temporary as they figure things out. And I think that um, we're just waiting for the public health um, uh, risk to sub subside. And although many employees enjoy working from home, you know the poll I did recently on LinkedIn, it showed about 55.8% found that working from home was a positive change. So that's that's wonderful. People enjoy it. But in reality, the CSSF circular um, 769 has dictated clear remote working guidelines. So I think this would indicate a natural tendency towards a four-day week in the office 
probably with only one day working from home. Now, I find it interesting you say that because um, I always meet some people who are very enthusiastic about homeworking because they can collect their Amazon parcels, they can look after their kids or drop them off at school, bit of extra flexibility there, and they actually just like the homeworking vibe. Um, shouldn't we enable and empower employees to benefit from that sort of homeworking arrangement more? Um, I think that's a good question. And in my mind, um, we haven't really raised enough of a debate about hybrid working. We sort of fallen into hybrid working as what's going to be the new normal. And I think you're right. This is driven by the demands of employees. But what are the needs of the business? And and is it really better for people to be at home? Yes, they can pick up their Amazon parcels and and be close to family. That's all good things. Um, But in reality, there is the lack of interaction, the lack of um, exchange of ideas and collaboration. And we all have heard about the mental health fallout. So I feel that um, longer term, or at least it should be looked at, that um, there should be some assessment of the effects of people being working from home, at least 100%. So um, I'm hesitant personally. I just feel that there's not been enough of a debate on the challenges of uh, hybrid. It's quite popular to say it's the new normal, but um, I think we need to be fully aware of and have our eyes open about the challenges. Um. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's just discuss management for a second, because as we all know, managing teams is never easy. Um, but managing remote teams is, of course, even harder. Uh, do you have any advice for people who are managing remote teams? Um, I do. I think, as you can tell, I really have quite a lot to say on this. Uh, and that's because I'm doing a lot of research on the topic of um, hybrid remote working at the moment. Um, I don't want to bore your listeners, but I would say that what is key is um, um, what's essentially been noticed. If the staff is not okay, then the business is not okay. Um, so managing engagement, mental health, upskilling, recognition, trust, all of these have come up as really big topics in the, in the pandemic. And that's forced HR into a far more strategic decision decision-making position than they ever really was, which is good. You know, it's an exciting time to be in human resources and the management of the human resource really clearly has a key key role to play in the strategic decision-making company um, for the future, for the long term. So um, in terms of your question uh, for managing remote teams, I would say that you need to keep open and regular communication, check and ask how staff are feeling and bring sort of like the language of um, feeling emotions into the workplace um, so that employees can say what their needs are um, and employers respond to those first and foremost. So I'm thinking, you know, in practice, what does that mean then, Cherry? Well, organise, for example, some weeks where the teams get together to work in person, for example, for a few days, and that will increase motivation, collaboration, and then basically just offer any support in any way that's needed, like financial compensation we've heard about, um, maybe a day off to disconnect that was recently with the banking convention, Um, a new desk, a chair, all of these things might seem like little things, but essentially, if the employee feels like the employee cares, um, that's what really matters. And that's when they will be more productive, more engaged, and it will be beneficial for the business. Now, not all managers are touchy-feely. Uh, not all, they are kind of more numbers-driven, mm-hmm. kind of rational, cognitive, target people. I know a few of those, yep. Having uh, been at <laughs> KPMG and <laughs> Clifford Chats, yes. Um, 
do we have to actually train those people to be more relational? I don't think they need to be trained. I have a lot of respect having worked with highly intelligent, numbers-driven um, and legal professionals that I think that they're very competent in their field. Um, what they will be driven by is the fact that this does affect the bottom line, that this is going to be key to productivity. And if we can show that what they call the touchy-feely HR strategic part of the business really does impact the bottom line, then then they will listen. And it really does. So, Do you expect us to see many more changes in the field of HR? Yes, absolutely. I think um, the biggest change that we're going to be seeing in the future is AI, artificial intelligence. And we can see already that um, that's um, happening in some sectors where they use computers or keywords for searching CVs. But I think also in terms of recruitment, that it might be that um, recruitment uh, videos are recorded and people are asked to speak to a an avatar, if you like, um, and that's coming in the future, um, which, you know, there's some debate about. It's a bit controversial that if you don't get to speak to a person, how do you get the feeling? How do you make a connection? But on the other side, it could perhaps be considered beneficial that it takes the unconscious bias out of it. So there might be less discrimination overall about just looking at people from a physical appearance or or judging people on their accent or all of the other things that might naturally come in with um, speaking to humans. Um, I guess some people would argue that we've actually lost some of the human vibe just with Zoom interviews because although you're looking at someone's face on screen, you still don't pick up their complete picture, their body language and how they actually, when they enter the room, are they confident, are they not confident? Uh, Do you think that Zoom interviews and that sort of concept will continue or will we just go back to to face-to-face? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I mean, clearly we're missing the sort of firm handshake on the way into the room and that sort of thing that you're talking about. But I don't think Zoom interviews are going to go away. They will be added to the sort of recruitment tool box for recruiters going forward, meaning that they'll now use it as what was the telephone interview. It's a pre-screening tool via Zoom. So I think that Zoom interviews are probably here to stay. Um, Whether it's a good thing or not a good thing, it's just been working. It's probably like I was talking about with the hybrid. We've fallen into it naturally without too much of a debate about the pros and cons. And I think that like hybrid will be the new normal, although, you know, as I'm not saying I'm not a fan, but there are demerits. The same with Zoom. We've fallen into Zoom as a pre-screening recruitment tool now and it will continue, but it's not perfect. Now, I know in my own experience, after I've lost a job and I'm job hunting again, it can be quite a demoralising experience. Uh, All of this rejection and you don't feel great about yourself. How do you work with people like that? Yeah, I agree. It's not an easy game, the recruitment game, and it can be very demotivating, very depressing when you're job seeking. Um, What I've noticed, you know, since I've been working in HR for about two decades now, is there's even a trend towards people not even getting a response. So when they apply for jobs, and maybe it's a job that they're really hoping to get, then they simply have that automatic email, which says, if you haven't heard from us, then you can assume you're not successful. Back in the day when I was at KPMG, I remember printing out letters signing it in person and putting it in the post. So yes, uh, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't happen anymore and it can be demoralizing. So I would say to people on that topic, when you're job seeking, just keep going. I mean, it's actually a numbers game. So you should send 
more than one application. If you send one application and wait the sort of three, four weeks or whatever it is and don't get a positive response before sending the next one, then you're going to be up for a long and miserable game. I think you need to try and bring the power back into your side as employee and say, right, I've got a stunning looking CV. My LinkedIn is ready to go. I've networked as far as I can and updated my skills. So now I'm going to go onto the job market and try and bring the power back into my camp. And and that simply means that you send lots of CVs because it's a data game at that point. Lots of CVs, you should get a number of interviews. And ideally, I hope that my clients will end up with more than one offer. And then they have the power to choose and maybe even to say to the recruiters, well, I'm I'm interviewing elsewhere. You need to sort of snap me up before I get taken off the market. So if we can bring it back that way for the power to the employee to say, keep going, keep the statistics, and eventually it will work out. So it, it's... Um, a tough and long process looking for a job, but it is worth it in the end. Cherry, that was absolutely fantastic. Really interesting analysis of the HR world and a new way of working. If you're interested in the HR topic, uh, you can join us on the 24th of June at our next 10 by 6 with the same name. This was Jim Kent. Cherry, thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you for joining us at today's Club Insights podcast. If you like this, you can tune into future podcasts wherever you find them at Spotify, Apple Music, or also at paperjam.lu. And if you'd like to join the Paper Jam and Delano Business Club, simply send an email to club at paperjam.lu.